Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pop Culture Junkie is bringing you a special five part series celebrating the best of the 2010s. Let's face it, the last decade was a rough one. But thanks to pop culture, we got through it. On this episode of We Love the 2010s, the pop culture junkies look back at the years 2018 and 2019. 2018 is the year that gave us these important questions. What is your favorite flavor of Tide Pod? Did you survive the snack? What put you in your feelings in 2018? Pop Culture Junkie presents... We Love the 2010s! The movies, the music, the television, the technology, the trends, the memes. We love the 2010s. We're a rock and roll band. We don't do disco. It's not disco. Then what is it? It's Queen. Is this the real life or is it just fantasy? In 2018, the Freddie Mercury biopic Bohemian Rhapsody was released to both praise and criticism. The title came from one of the band Queen's biggest hits, and was basically the band's origin story. 2018 was also the year that Bohemian Rhapsody was the only song that was played at local karaoke spots. It starred Rami Malek with incredible dentures, and uh, he ended up winning a Best Actor Oscar and a Golden Globe for his portrayal. Uh, The controversy came from the filmmakers who basically chose to ignore Freddie Mercury's sexuality, specifically his bisexuality and the AIDS diagnosis. It ended with the iconic performance of Crazy Little Thing Called Love and We Will Rock You at the Live Aid Benefit. Ariana Grande topped the charts with Thank You Next, an ode to her exes in 2018. I loved the music video for this song because it was all just throwbacks to movies that I love. So she has Mean Girls, 13 Going on 30, Legally Blonde, and it's just freaking adorable the entire time. The song referenced her exes Big Sean, Ricky Alvarez, Pete Davidson, and the late Mac Miller. Yeah, my favorite part about the video was just seeing Chris Jenner play Regina George's mom with the whole camera and doing the whole like movement that she doesn't mean girls. I've written a lot of bad poetry about my exes, but definitely have never written a chart topping song about one of them. I have written songs about my exes back when I used to write songs in another life, but they weren't as um, gracious as Ariana's song. Mine were a little more bitter a la Taylor Swift. Johnny? I knew it was you. This is Johnny Lawrence. He and I go way back. Oh, this is a guy who's ass kicked. If you want to get technical, I kick this face. Strike hard, strike fast, no mercy. The show Cobra Kai premiered in 2018, and it carried on the rivalry between Daniel and Johnny from the Karate Kid movies from the 80s. Our podcast actually did a whole episode about Cobra Kai, which is how we met our darling Haley. Yeah, that was exciting. I was like an honorary junkie before I got to become an official junkie. And then and now, I love Cobra Kai. I'm obsessed with it. I love Billy Zabka returning as Johnny Lawrence. It flipped the script on the whole show, kind of making Daniel LaRusso the villain, if you will, which we kind of got a taste of back in uh, 
How I Met Your Mother when Barney always claimed that Daniel was the real villain of the movie. And then it's like someone just took that and ran with it and made this show. It actually started out on YouTube before getting picked up by Netflix. And I think when it was on YouTube, it was kind of this like underground little unsung hero. And then as soon as it hit Netflix, it got the popularity that it deserved. This show I love too, but it cracks me up that just every kid in school knows karate. Like the fact that they just have huge karate battles anywhere they're going at any time they need to like solve a dispute is just so absurd and incredible. Yeah. If it wasn't for our podcast, I would not have watched the show. And I will admit, I did get very hooked on it and I'm very excited for the next season to come out. This show also makes me feel really old because it stars all these like teenagers as the main character. But the whole time I'm just like, Damn, Billy Zabka can kind of get it. If you're not doing anything on New Year's Eve, watch the season four premiere of Cobra Kai. I'm specifically not doing anything on New Year's Eve, so I can watch the season four premiere of Cobra Kai. Safety experts are warning about the latest dangerous social media challenge involving teenagers. They're popping detergent pods into their mouths and then posting the videos online. First, there was the gallon challenge, then the cinnamon challenge. But then the internet upped the ante by challenging teens to eat something they really shouldn't. Oh, God. Yeah, the Tide Pod Challenge featured videos and social medias of kids biting into the detergent packets or cooking them in frying pans, eating them, and then spewing out the soap. Y'all, just don't. Just don't. I know it's a really dumb idea to do it, but now I can't look at a Tide Pod without feeling tempted. I definitely walk past the Tide Pods in grocery stores and look at my husband and go, oh, look, dinner tonight. I just remember like after this whole thing happened, the commercials for Tide Pods would show how they are changing like the lids on their Tide Pods. So it's a lot harder to open. I know it's more so for babies, but also for these stupid teenagers who were trying this challenge and failing. Yeah, my my current students, I refer to them as the Tide Pod generation because they were uh, kind of the prime audience for this stupid challenge at the time. And it explains a lot. That's all I'm going to say. It explains a lot about my job and what I got to deal with on a day to day. It was so stupid that just within the first two weeks of 2018, there were 37 reports of teens poisoned by Tide Pods. Half intentionally. Tide issued an official statement asking kids not to eat their detergent, which is sad. In February 2018, quote, comedian Stephen Crowder tweeted a picture of himself seated behind a sign that read, male privilege is a myth, change my mind. Naturally and rightfully so, people began photoshopping other words onto the sign almost immediately, some making fun of male fragility uh, and many others goofing on the concept and making fun of Crowder himself. No, I think all of these memes are funny. I mean, I, I like them more when it's not his face because he sucks. But if it's like pineapple belongs on pizza, change my mind. And it's a picture of me then I could do that because pineapple absolutely belongs on pizza. You guys, this is the kind of post you put on somebody's page when you are asking for a fight. This meme is still very big to this day. I feel like I see it at least three, four times a week scrolling through social media. I like this one. Gamers with anime profile pictures are all virgins. Change my mind. <laughs> Drake songs were made to become viral catchphrases or memes. First, there was YOLO. Then there was the Hotline Bling video. Then his certified lover boy cover became an internet sensation. And he kept it going in 2018 with the hashtag In My Feelings Challenge. 
In My Feelings was the song of the summer and inspired a viral dance challenge where people would all dance to the chorus of the song. I saw some people like hopping out of cars to do it, unless I'm thinking of the wrong dance challenge. There was a lot of them, y'all. Yeah, this was whenever the song came on um, at a party when I was in college, me and my one friend Desiree would always do the dance with one another. And it is still one of my favorite things. Like to this day, I love the song and continue to listen to it. I keep thinking about all those people that are named Kiki and having to experience other people going up to them asking if they love them. Does anybody embody the decade more than singer, actor, fashion icon Lady Gaga? The answer as usual, no. In the year of Our Lady Gaga 2018, she starred alongside Bradley Cooper in the remake of A Star is Born, performed at the Grammys where she won three awards, Supported the Time's Up movement by mentioning it in the middle of her Grammy performance of Million Reasons. And started her Las Vegas residency at the Park Theater, where she performed her Enigma show through the end of 2019, which I, of course, attended. And that is the year of Our Lady Gaga, 2018 edition. Blessed be. It opens with a black man playing a, a guitar. It actually opens with the guitar sitting on a chair. And then it moves to Donald Glover's body and uh, the energy in the video changes very quickly. Childish Gambino's video for the song This Is America was the most talked about video in 2018. This music video is just so intense. There's violent scenes, including Gambino shooting a black man in the back of the head. And it's really just... All of this violence is going on, but it's more like him creating the distraction. Look at me, listen to my song and like kind of turn a blind eye to literal black people being slaughtered behind me. All the injustices that they're portraying in the video. And it's just kind of like, this is America. We're completely ignoring the things that we should be paying attention to. Childish Gambino, it's the stage name of actor Donald Glover. Yeah, this uh, video, I I felt like I tapped into my English major roots watching this video because I remember seeing it and thinking, okay, that was good. And then everyone was talking about it and I kept reading article after article and realizing, oh my gosh, I missed so much. And so I went back and I, I think I probably watched this video like 30 times till I could pick up on everything and I would read different interpretations and the analysis of the symbolism and it made me develop a, an appreciation for childish Gambino, Donald Glover, as a, as an artist. And I still think that this is what one of the most important songs and most important music videos of the decade. Later on, this song appeared in Donald Glover's film Guava Island. The song was super powerful and had a strong message, and it swept the Grammys, winning record of the year, song of the year, Best rap slash sung performance and music video of the year. And I'll also add that This Is America isn't just about the United States of America, but also North America, Central America, and South America. Ah, she's here with her boyfriend. <clears throat> I don't see no ring on her finger. <laughs> oh, well, my boyfriend's actually from Singapore, and that's why we're here. We're here to go to his best friend's wedding, where he's going to be the best man. Hmm. What's his name? This is a very small island. Maybe you know his family. His name is Nick Young. Crazy Rich Asians was an award-winning rom-com about, well, just what it says on the label. It starred Constance Wu, Henry Golding, Jimma Chan, and the always delightful Aquafina. I was like, 
someone late to the Crazy Rich Asians party. I just watched it a couple months ago for the first time because it's streaming on HBO Max. It's a story about a Chinese-American woman who goes to visit her boyfriend's family in China only to find out that they're incredibly rich and they don't want her around. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this tracks. <laughs> it makes sense why it was so successful. I really like this movie. Um, I think it also has kind of a message in it that no matter how strong your love is for someone, like if you love that person, you will do anything to keep that person in your life. I realized I needed some crazy rich Asian friends in my life. We're not like any other family. We're different. Because of where we grew up. Hill House. Mike Flanagan's The Haunting of Hill House, a spooky short-term series on Netflix, came out in 2018. It's set in two time periods about a family who moved into a creepy haunted house and what happened to them when they experienced paranormal phenomena as kids and then again as adults. It starred Henry Thomas, Carla Gugino as the parents, Timothy Hutton as the older version of the dad, and Elizabeth Reiser and Victoria Pedretti. I freaking love Mike Flanagan. All of his work is just incredible, um, starting with The Haunting of Hill House. I mean, I will forever be haunted by the bent neck lady. Oh, my gosh. And when uh, the two sisters are driving in the car, and I, I think I have the biggest jump scare that I've had in years in that. I don't want to spoil it, but a little pee came out. And they also have now... Um Another scary series called The Haunting of Bly Manor with some of the same cast members and a completely different story. Haunting of Hill House is heartbreaking and scary. It's the kind of show that will make you scream, but I definitely also cried in. Laurel. Laurel. In 2015, we had The Dress, but in 2018, the big debate was Yanni versus Laurel. The recording was made originally for Vocabulary.com, but then turned into a viral video on Instagram. For this, I hear both Laurel and Yanni. I mostly hear Yanni, but if I sit there and think about the word Laurel long enough, it will like train my brain to switch it and to hear Laurel. Yeah, I heard one that says Laurel and another that says Yanni, and I'm pretty convinced that they're two different tracks. I just had to pull up the audio on YouTube to remind myself about this. And I absolutely only hear Laurel. Like I can't process how anyone could hear anything different. But the top comment on this video is from a woman named Laurel. And it says, I have been called Yanni by everyone for about a year now. <laughs> it's Laurel, y'all. Sorry. End of discussion. Uber today put the brakes on all road testing of its self-driving cars after a deadly accident. A pedestrian in Tempe, Arizona, was killed last night by a self-driving Uber taxi. It is believed to be the first fatality caused by an autonomous vehicle. Uber was testing a self-driving car in Tempe, Arizona, when tragedy struck. Elaine Hesberg was pushing a bicycle across Mill Avenue when she was struck by an Uber test vehicle. I remember seeing these all over the place and kind of just wondering how they were working. After the accident, Uber suspended tests of self-driving vehicles in Arizona. The fact that the police were blaming her instead of a self-driving car because she apparently was across the street in an unsafe manner is very weird. As somebody who has crossed Mill Avenue in Tempe thousands of times, mostly in unsafe manners, it was completely the car's fault. I am not a fan of the concept of a self-driving car. I'm not a fan of autonomous anything. I feel like if we give machines too much power then they will eliminate the need for humans. I saw iRobot. I don't need to, like, rehash this. That's why that this 
incident shows that we are not ready for autonomous vehicles because there was a person in the self-driving car but was distracted by their phone, probably learning a new TikTok dance and then obviously tragedy. The first crazy, time I've seen it, though, it was like, what is this? Yeah, I didn't right? really... It's like it didn't make any sense to me what they were saying. Yeah, right. But the whole thing is we look crazy, and we're obviously very angry and spitting and talking. Yeah, yeah. And then they roll in these little cutesy, yeah, like, like, uh, like, like these, yeah, like these philosophical <laughs> arguments. The arguing dad and son from American Chopper became a multi-purpose meme in 2018. It was taken from an episode of American Chopper where Paul Sr. and uh, Paul Jr., get into a fight about Junior's tardiness. Are we sure that it was about his tardiness and not them just having the same name? Yeah, I never watched the show, but I've seen this meme everywhere. Has all sorts of like debates about pop culture. I'll just share with you my favorite one. So Senior says, Garfield is a good-for-nothing lazy slob who doesn't contribute anything to society. And then Junior says, he provides snide commentary on the crazy world around him. The humor comes from the contrast between him and John's personality. And then Senior comes back in and says, John Arbuckle is a decent man just trying to do his best. I love how people then use this meme to even do it with relationships people have with inanimate objects. Like there's one that I ran into where it's like a internet password uh, responding to a person and it's like incorrect password. And so you re-enter the password. And then it's incorrect password. So you reset the password and then it starts pointing at you yelling, your new password cannot be the same as your previous password. In the 2010s, Marvel dominated cinema, releasing epic blockbusters every year. This is the Marvel Minute for 2018. Wakanda forever. Black Panther kicked off the year with an epic adventure. The Avengers fought the Infinity War, which ended when Thanos snapped his fingers and disappeared half of humanity. The sexiest Avenger alive, Paul Rudd, continued his franchise with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Foul-mouthed Wade Wilson returned in Deadpool 2. The animated Into the Spider-Verse expanded Spidey's world into multiple dimensions. And Venom was a Spider-Man villain origin story that may or may not fit into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's the Marvel Minute for the year 2018. Coming to get you, Barbara. Barbie Kinkle, the only person you're gonna scare is yourself. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Mm. Good night, Harvey. Good night, Sabrina. The comic book witch Sabrina got her own Netflix series in 2018. I loved the 90s sitcom, so when this one came out, I've been wanting to watch it so bad, but still haven't. Sabrina's based off the Archie Comics property, but like the CW's Riverdale, it was a more adult and edgy take on the characters um, and way darker than the 90s sitcom, which it spoofed in one episode. It starred Kiernan Shipka as Sabrina Spellman, Ross Lynch as Harvey, and Lucy Davis and Miranda Otto as Aunts Hilda and Zelda. And like many other things, it was canceled because of COVID in 2020, but it did continue on as a comic book series. I loved The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I thought that it was spooky and sexy and really silly. I mean, anytime Aunt Zelda said, praise Satan, it was just delicious. And also very satanic. 
Before we say goodbye to this year, let's take a moment to remember what we lost in 2018. We'd like to say rest in peace to the following. Toys R Us closed its doors to the kid and all of us, forever. Roseanne got canceled. Not the show, the person. R-E-S-P-C-T to the great Aretha Franklin, who sang her last note. We lost Vern Troyer, Burt Reynolds, Stephen Hawking, and Mac Miller. And the marvelous Stan Lee passed away, shooting his final Marvel movie cameo this year. Excelsior! (laughs) That wraps up Pop Culture Junkies. We love the 2010s, year 2018. Catch you in 2019. We love the 2010s. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 2019 is a year that gave us these important questions. Does anything really spark joy? Can you use midsummer as a verb? Which blue CGI nightmare was worse? Sonic the Hedgehog with teeth or Will Smith as Genie in Aladdin? Pop Culture Junkie presents... We love the 2010s! I choose the cat that deserves a new life. I judge a cat by its soul. He's got soul. I've got plenty of soul. Cats, the movie, was... How to describe it? Based on the long-running musical, Cats starred Taylor Swift, Idris Elba, Dame Judi Dench, and Sir Ian McKellen as super creepy cats. I have fond memories of Cats. I went to go see the musical at Gamage with my mom. It's a great memory that I have. You know, I'm not a, a cat stan by any means, but I, I enjoy the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. And so initially when I heard that this movie was going to come out, I thought, oh, great. They can do so much with this story. And then uh, before it ever came out, it was widely panned and trashed uh, by critics. And I, I just watched a couple clips and realized there was no way on God's green earth that I could ever step foot in a movie theater to see this. I ended up seeing this movie with some friends. We had a sleepover and we all wore cat ears and pajamas and we made a drinking game out of it. So we took a sip every time they said jellical, which no idea what that means. Anytime it was inexplicably horny for no reason. And anytime Idris Elba appeared naked on screen, we were a little tipsy by the end. Yeah, see, I'm the person that avoided both the musical and the movie, uh, mostly because I was already kind of over watching my feline pets spread their legs all over the place. The CGI was horrifying, and the movie has a cut with buttholes and without buttholes. Seriously. And to make you want to watch it even more... Our boy James Corden was in it. And he did such a great job that there's now petitions to bar him from any future movie musical productions. I never want to hear the words James Corden and butthole that close to each other ever again. Old Town Road is one of the biggest songs of the year, if not the biggest. I knew for a fact that this song would take me to another level 
but I, I can say I knew that it was going to be worldwide or nationwide. Lil Nas X brought us something new, but also very familiar in 2019 when his song Old Town Road blew up. I don't get this song. And I have come to appreciate Lil Nas X for obviously just what he has done to pop culture and music as a whole. But this song, file this under the category of songs that blew up, got way overplayed, and I be perfectly content never hearing again. But then they made so many more renditions of it. It was like, is it country? Is it rap? Is it techno? Is it a lullaby? All these different types of renditions of it came in afterwards. And I think compared to the ones, the the hits that came previous to that, I think this might be the only one that did it. I love this song. <laughs> I guess I should say specifically the remix of the song that features Billy Ray Cyrus. I was on Rodeo Drive. And the song was just stuck in my head, but I cannot stop picturing myself riding a horse down a radio drive. So Lil Nas X bought this instrumental track for Old Town Road for $30 and then put the his lyrics on top of it. And it's just amazing to watch him go from that to the star that he is now. And you can tell that this guy had no freaking idea that he was going to become that famous overnight. My kids requested to listen to this song. Just the other day, it's on Just Dance. Uh, it's still one of their favorites. So uh, even though Lil Nas X has moved on, I think uh, kids across America have not. Uh, the song made history when it charted on the country and R&B hip hop charts simultaneously. Uh, but it was later removed from the country charts by Billboard for, quote, not having enough elements of country music, a decision that many thought was entirely racist. Yeah, I really thought that this was just going to be a one hit wonder. And as we're talking about now. You know, Lil Nas X is a problem and the world needs to be prepared for who he is. I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. The Mandalorian, or more accurately, Baby Yoda, took the world by storm in 2019. The Mandalorian was created by Jon Favreau and was the first live action series in the Star Wars franchise. It's hard for me not to get emotional when I talk about The Mandalorian for a couple reasons. One, Pedro Pascal as Din Djarin owns half of my heart. I love him so much and want him to be in everything now. Like you breathe that Pedro Pascal will have like a slight cameo in something and I will watch it. But the other reason, obviously, Baby Yoda, or as real fans know him, Grogu, I am a sucker for that little puppet, the little robot. I love him so much. Like, I, if I could adopt him, I would. I will admit that I think Baby Yoda is freaking adorable, but God, the boomers took over Baby Yoda. Now, every time I see a Baby Yoda meme anywhere, it's just gonna be cringe. Leave Baby Yoda alone. I can confirm that the boomers did in fact take over Baby Yoda. I'm part of a group on Facebook, which is a boomer thing in and of itself, uh, but it's Baby Yoda fans. And there are countless members in the group that have never watched The Mandalorian, know nothing about Star Wars, and have amassed giant collections. I'm talking like massive bedrooms full of Grogu merchandise. New technology was invented to film scenes in a virtual environment as if they were filmed with physical cameras, making a more realistic CGI presentation. The relationship between the two of them, like the single dad story, like, oh, sign me up. Um, Din Djarin is absolutely the epitome of the word daddy. He can still get it with the helmet on. I don't even care. Leave it on. 
5G is a software-defined network. It means that while it won't replace cables entirely, it could replace the need for them by largely operating on the cloud instead. 3G? Pitiful. 4G? Great, but not enough. In 2019, cell phone signals got an upgrade when 5G was introduced. So 5G is not just for cell phones, but for computers, cable internet, and smart devices, a whole internet of things. This came out around the same time as COVID, which led to a lot of conspiracy theories, some resulting in arson attacks of 5G towers in Europe. I don't get me wrong. I love a good conspiracy theory. I was around for Y2K. So like I know, you know, the joy that comes from massive crowds of idiots believing in stupid things. But nothing happened with 5G. I kept waiting for the end of the world and nothing happened. If you think that 5G created COVID, you are honestly a dumbass. It even caused fear in certain people that it causes brain cancer, infertility, and many other things. I mean, if anything, keeping a cell phone in our bra is the thing that's giving us cancer, not the 5G. It was supposedly greater bandwidth and faster downloads, but I still find myself waiting. The meme of 2019 came from an old episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and a white cat eating vegetables. The meme side-by-side presentation seems to show the woman, uh, Taylor Armstrong, yelling at the cat who takes offense at her outburst. And even pictured is my girl, Kyle Richards, who I just absolutely love. Yeah, a a Twitter user, at Missing E-Girl, put the photos side by side in a tweet, and then the internet did its magic. And I was today years old when I learned that those two images were not originally together. (laughs) Like, this whole time I've been thinking it was a lady yelling at a cat. Um, I follow this cat on Instagram. I don't follow Taylor Armstrong. I'm not quite sure who she is. But the cat is named Smudge, and he's really cute. And the original caption of the photo is, He no like vegetables. Cats will like lick their own butt, but they won't eat broccoli. The meme now represents any disagreement between two people or entities. Does anybody embody the decade more than singer, actor, fashion icon Lady Gaga? The answer, no. In the year of Our Lady Gaga 2019, she got disengaged from Christian Carino attended the Met Gala, transforming into four different looks on her red carpet entrance, performed at the Oscars and Grammy Award ceremonies, and won a Grammy and an Oscar for Shallow, her song from A Star is Born. And that's the year of Our Lady Gaga, 2019 edition. Blessed be. I spoke in the car about the hole at the center of this donut. And what you and Holland did, that fateful night seems at first glance to fill that hole perfectly. A donut hole in a donut's hole. But we must look a little closer. And when we do, we see the donut hole has a hole in its center. It is not a donut hole, but a smaller donut with its own hole. And our donut is not a hole at all. Knives Out was written and directed by Ryan Johnson, who brought us Star Wars The Last Jedi. And starred James Bond, Daniel Craig, and Captain America, Chris Evans. But it was really a classic whodunit. Daniel Craig played a detective solving the mysterious death of the patriarch of a rich, dysfunctional family. I think the real star of Knives Out was Chris Evans's beige sweater. I tried watching this movie and I couldn't finish it. This is going to be a hot take. But since it was by the same people that brought in the Star Wars and Last Jedi, now I have more of an understanding as to why I was so bored watching it. 
I loved this movie. I thought it was adorable. Um, but that might just be because Ana de Armas is super adorable. I really like this movie too. I didn't know anything about it. So I went in blind. Just people had been telling me to see it. And so I watched it when it hit streaming. And I, I'm a big fan of like murder mysteries and stuff like that. You know, like only murders in the building or whatever. Like that's kind of my jam. So Knives Out really... It just fit right in with uh, the things that I like. Plus, you know, attractive men never hurt. And there's a sequel coming with Daniel Craig reprising his role and a stellar star-studded cast. Seems like every month some new person is added to the cast of Nice Out too. So I'm excited about that. Ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable Billie Eilish. <laughs> Billie Eilish came from out of nowhere to take the pop charts by storm in 2019. Her biggest hit was Bad Guy. Bad Guy was the fifth single off of her debut album, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? The song Bad Guy even had a spin to it where her favorite singer, Justin Bieber, came on the track. Yeah, Billy was only 17, the youngest person since Lord to hit number one, and the first born in the 2000s, which was super crazy. Uh, my students were all really obsessed with Billie Eilish and would come in with like... Uh, basically writing essays about how fantastic she is and what a great role model she was for teenagers. So I, I learned about her from my students. One of my favorite songs to this day is still from this album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? called When the Party's Over. Yeah, while I was bullying my little brother, Phineas O'Connell was writing songs for his sister, Billy. I dye my hair black and my roots had grown out for a while. And I was kind of like going back and forth with my hairdresser about dyeing my roots a different color. And she mentioned lime green and I really wanted to, but I just didn't want to completely copy Billie Eilish. It just looked so sick on her, though. Her full name is Billie Eilish Pirate Baird O'Connor. And I just think that's like a super cool name. Uh, I don't know. You can literally be called Pirate and that's still your name. TV's wildest singing show is here. Can you recognize your favorite celebrity just by their voice? You're about to find out. The Masked Singer combined network singing competition shows with creepy masks to create a guessing frenzy on Twitter in 2019. So this show had celebrities, only some of who were known as singers, donning disguises and competing to be chosen as the best singer. T-Pain, Wayne Brady, Candy Barres, Leanne Rimes, and Nick Lachey are former winners. Yeah, I was a, a fan of the show when it first came out. It's now in its sixth season, still airing on Fox. I remember watching the first season religiously, and this is going to come as a surprise to no one, as I am a very basic white woman. But I was so excited that I guessed Donny Osmond correctly when he was on the first season. And that was like my claim to fame that whole year. It was like, I knew the peacock from the beginning. Haley's a little bit country. But also a little bit rock and roll. It has uh, celebrity judges including Ken Jeong, Nicole Scherzinger, Robin Thicke, and the lady who went to my rival high school, Jenny McCarthy. Federal prosecutors call this the biggest case of college admissions fraud that they've ever handled. And of those 50 people that have been arrested, that includes 33 parents and the college coaches they're accused of bribing. 
In 2019, Full House's Aunt Becky, Lori Loughlin, and Desperate Housewives' Felicity Huffman were busted in a sting conducted by the Justice Department and arrested on charges of using cash bribes to get their stupid kids into college. This was funny to me because everyone was like so outraged. There was all this moral outrage, like how dare these celebrities use their money and power and influence to get their, you know, kids all of these benefits in life. And I'm like... Why are we just now getting offended about something that has been happening since the beginning of time? Like you're telling me that every single celebrity hasn't done something like this for themselves or their children. Like this is so dumb. And I mean, I'm saying like, I'm glad that they got caught and busted and whatever, because it's not right what they did. But at the same time, like all of a sudden there was just all this fake moral outrage. And I was like, you know, if it was your fave, if it was someone you stand, you would have been like making all sorts of excuses and be like, oh, they're just trying to provide a right life for their kids. But because it was freaking Aunt Becky, now suddenly you're pissed off. Like, I don't know. That, that bugged me. Rich white women using their money and privilege. I'm shocked. Shocked. Well, not that shocked. I just think it's really funny how Lori Loughlin's kids, Bella and Olivia, were pictured to be a part of the rowing team. And one... There are celebrity children who Olivia Jade had her own YouTube channel where she talked nothing about hating school and not wanting to do anything in college but party and people actually believing that she was a part of a freaking rowing team because she was using the equipment at a gym to take a picture to send to USC to try and get into college. Like, come on, people. Are we really going to believe these idiots? Felicity copped a plea for obtaining fraudulent SAT scores, apologized, and then served less than two weeks. Lori served two months in prison and her husband Mossimo served five. Yeah, this just shows that the best way to bribe a college is to not be a celebrity. Let's keep making stupid people famous. I will never forgive Lori Loughlin for ruining the final season of Fuller House. And they had to write her out of the show, which was both hilarious and awkward. Oh, great one who summons me. I said, oh, great. Excuse me, boy, where's your boss? Two big blue nightmares straight from the uncanny valley hit us around the same time in 2019. With Will Smith's genie from Aladdin, uh, people were upset that it was basically just his face like superimposed on this blue body. One person even described Smith as a Smurf centaur, but Smith and Disney stood behind the design. And Sonic the Hedgehog's original design had human legs and teeth and was instantly hated all across the interwebs prompting a redesign that delayed the release of the movie. This is the first time I remember seeing just fan outrage at a trailer that was so hard and visceral that they had to scrap everything and start over. Hey, kudos to them and like the the studio behind Sonic for listening and not just pumping out a, an inferior product. Yeah, I feel like I wish it was as easy to change policies as it was for these people to change what Sonic the Hedgehog looked like. Mr. Speaker, how many world leaders for how many decades have seen and known what is coming, but have decided that it is more politically expedient to keep it behind closed doors? My generation and the generations after me do not have that luxury. In the year 2050, I will be 56 years old. Yet, right now, the average age of this 52nd parliament is 49 years old. Okay, Boomer. The war between the generations heated up in 2019 as the phrase, okay, Boomer, took off. 
So the phrase was used for cringy YouTube videos, Donald Trump tweets, or anytime anyone older says anything condescending. Yeah, this wasn't a new phrase, but it became pretty widespread in 2019. I just remember like my students saying, okay, boomer to like me. And I'm like, I was born in 87, dude. Like, you don't even know what a boomer is. So that was kind of annoying. Uh, I, I I never said it, but I definitely heard it. I have absolutely said, okay, boomer. Sometimes I like to troll the comments on the 12 News Facebook page. And if you say, okay, boomer to an old racist person, they lose their damn minds. It's like you have just slapped their mother. They get so offended. It was used as a reaction to some old dude's TikTok rant about infantile generations hobbled by social media and participation trophies. Basically dissing millennials and Gen Z. I definitely have used it even on this podcast just because I am not very much younger. I just like to think I'm a lot younger than all of you, but I know I'm not. So I just like to use it towards you guys sometimes, but no harm, no foul. In the 2010s, Marvel dominated cinema, releasing epic blockbusters every year. This is the Marvel Minute for 2019. Captain Marvel headlined the first female-led Marvel movie, and totally rocked it. The Avengers took on Thanos to save us all in Endgame. Spider-Man got into trouble in Far From Home, and Dark Phoenix was possibly the nail in the coffin for the X-Men movies. Are these the May Queens? Yeah. Right. Uh, you'll actually be here for that. And who are your May Queens? Uh, every midsummer we have this dance competition and the winner gets crowned. Oh, wow. A24's Midsommar was the eerie girl gets revenge movie of 2019. Starred Florence Pugh, Will Poulter, Jack Rayner, and William Jackson Harper as students who travel to Sweden above the Arctic Circle to attend a midsummer celebration at a secluded commune. Nothing good ever happens at a commune. I loved this movie. I watched it with my husband and... Um, he was a little scared of me by the end of it, let's just say. I love you, babe. We don't have any bears nearby, do we? Florence Pugh's character, suffering from the grief of losing her entire family, is chosen as the May Queen in one of the ceremonies. For a long time, I thought Midsummer was about what white people do in the middle of the summer. And two, the only thing I remember is somebody jumping off of a cliff. It was part of the, good for her, cinematic universe. <laughs> Just tidying up your house became trendy in 2019 when Marie Kondo asked us to ask ourselves a simple question. Does it spark joy? Kondo visited disorganized families asking them to get rid of their clutter by pitching anything that doesn't spark joy and reorganizing what's left. This came from Marie Kondo's guide, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, which became a bestseller and a hit Netflix series. I absolutely Marie Kondoed the shit out of my drawers and closet after this. And it really is an incredible way of organizing. All of her folding methods are so precise. But I mean, it stayed that way for maybe a month and then my closet is just chaos again. It just reminds me of the TLC show Hoarders, and that's all I can picture in my head right now. Yeah, I saw this meme a few days ago. It says uh, there's two types of people in this world, people who want to get rid of everything and donate everything and throw everything away, 
and then people who never want to get rid of anything and just hang on to everything forever. And those two people marry each other. And that describes my marriage perfectly. I'm the one that wants to get rid of everything constantly. Uh, so I'm filling up bags to go to Goodwill like on a weekly basis. And yet more and more crap keeps piling up in my house. So I haven't figured out a way to successfully Marie Kondo my life because nothing sparks joy. And yet we keep acquiring more stuff. What you described is absolutely my husband and I, but just reversed. He's the one who has no nostalgia or emotional commitment to anything. And I'm the one who's like, but I wore this dress to our first day and it hasn't fit me in seven years. I have to keep it. Before we say goodbye to this year, let's take a moment to remember what we lost in 2019. We'd like to say rest in peace to the following. Plantation weddings finally went out of fashion. Game of Thrones ended, putting longtime viewers out of their misery. Grumpy Cat, aka Tartar Sauce, appeared in her last meme. Luke Perry, the epitome of cool, from 90210 to Riverdale, died far too young. And Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca, and Carol Spinney, aka Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch, died, as did a little bit of our childhood. And that's the list of who and what we lost in 2019. It always hurts to say goodbye. That wraps up Pop Culture Junkies. We love the 2010s, year 2019. Catch you at the end of the 2020s. Pop Culture Junkie is a production of Pop Culture Entertainment Group. All rights reserved. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.